This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, while we're on the subject of back to school, what about Zoomers heading back to the classroom? More of us are doing that than ever before. It's a great way to stay engaged after retirement or to fulfill a lifelong dream that perhaps life got in the way of. Uh, That happened to both of my parents. They valued education above everything else, but the war interrupted theirs. And they had to work very hard when they came to this country, when they came to Canada. So after they quit work, when they finally decided to retire, they both went back to school. My mother got a diploma in geriatric studies, and in the process, she made friends with a whole new circle of people. My father, and it took him quite a few years, got a BA in Jewish studies, and it was his proudest accomplishment. What about you? Are you thinking about going back to school? Have you tried it? Um, Are you a little hesitant? We want to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, we are going to go to Dr. Marie Boutroyani, and she is the Dean of the Chang School of Continuing Studies at Ryerson University. Welcome, Dr. Boutroyani. Oh, it's a pleasure. And call me Marie, please, Libby. Okay, Marie. So uh, give us an idea um, how many older people are going back to school and how does it compare to what's happened in previous years, previous decades? Well, I, I think right now, well, I, we know right now we're living longer. Uh, we want to live life to the fullest. And you see that represented in uh, people 45-plus going back to school. Uh, we have a 50-plus program, for example, here at Ryerson, where uh, we have over 1,000, uh, and, and there's a waiting list, who um, go to uh, lectures, uh, have tours, do um, their own trips. It's basically a club, but right here at Ryerson, and they love it. In fact, being on campus is really, really important to them. Others, um, and most of them are are here for pleasure. But many of our um, continuing education students are adults who need to go back to school, either to upgrade their skills for a promotion or because they felt uh, that this, they're not in their dream job, but they, they fulfilled their responsibilities as parents. They put their kids through school. They raised them, put them through school. And now it's their turn to study and work at something they love. And, and so that's a second reason uh, for um, coming back to school. Um, okay, so uh, uh, is what you're telling me that uh, some people go back uh, and they just come for pleasure and they're not necessarily in the uh, degree stream and others are in the, gre- the, the degree stream, which I guess would be a lot more rigorous? 
That, correct. And, and there's overlap there, too. Others want to get a degree because they never were able to, and they want to fulfill that dream of getting a degree. I guess very much like your father did, uh, which is, is, uh, is amazing, uh, depending on the age that he was when he did that. And others um, want to come back, not necessarily to get a degree, but to get skills in order to get a better job, so a certificate, for example. Um, and for, for one, one great certificate right now, one great area right now is data analytics. So for anyone at any age, if they're good at math and they like computers uh, and, and they like statistics, uh, the data analytics field is booming and they just, employers just cannot find enough people uh, to fill those positions. And that's just one example. Okay. Now, um, I'm wondering if cost is a factor when my parents uh, went back to school. It was in Montreal. And I don't know if Quebec has this program still, but it was free for Zoomers to go back. No tuition. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anything like that exist in Ontario? And what kind of costs are people looking at uh, if they want to undertake this? Uh, if they want to undertake a, a degree or, or, or even a certificate that has degree courses, the tuition is pretty well set. And universities and colleges depend on those tuitions uh, to function. Uh, the, the funding has decreased over the decades and is uh, based more and more on, on tuition rather than government funding. So it's, it's very difficult to find tuition-free courses, but there are certainly affordable courses. Uh, I mentioned our 50-plus program. Those are all affordable uh, courses, and Can some of them are free. And there are some festivals at universities and colleges which are free for interest. But... Even if, um, if money is an issue, there are also bursaries that if one qualifies for a financial uh, need, they can apply regardless of age as well as uh, merit. It also plays a role. The other option is if you are not so much interested in the piece of paper but just the skills or the knowledge, then you can audit courses for a much reduced price. Okay, but you so can you give us an idea of how much this costs? Oh, sure, a course in itself is, is about seven hundred dollars at a university, between five to seven hundred, depending on um, the equipment and what kind of course it is. It's cheaper at a college, uh, and so if you think of that's just one course, you multiply it by the number of courses needed to get a degree. It is an expensive proposition. Okay, and auditing is a lot cheaper. Auditing is about half price. Uh, you don't get the piece of paper, though. You don't get the credential. But if, you, if you're there for the skills, then auditing is another option. Mm-hmm. And is there anything you can do to prove that you audited the course? Do you have to put in the same, uh, you know, work, uh, papers or exams? Uh, you can't. It, it is up to you and the instructor or the professor. Uh, for example, if you're auditing a course, you wouldn't write the exam. Uh, or if you did, um, uh, the, the professor would not be obligated to mark it, but you would take the courses and you could certainly do the assignments. Again, that's usually between the student who is auditing and, and the professor. I, I know of cases where they've done everything, but they haven't, had, they haven't gotten credit for the course they took, but they have done all the work, including the exam. Okay, so aside from the data analytics, uh, what are some of the most popular courses for people returning to school? Project management is one. First of all, um, Zoomers have a lot of experience in project management that they don't even know. So for them, it's a natural, um, it's a, their life experiences, their job experiences, even if they haven't worked, even if they're stay-at-home moms or dads that have never worked, <laughs> managing a household is, is uh, incredibly difficult. And so they have this experience going in. So 
being able to get more of the formal education and the credential to say you are a project manager. But which is, is this? It's not PMI. just. Yeah. So, what kind of work exactly do project managers do? Uh, it, they could work in engineering firms. They can work in administrative uh, offices. You can really apply that certificate in many, many different areas. And uh, quite often, it's just something that you add that maybe someone else doesn't have when it comes to a leadership job. Okay. Anything else? Uh, b- believe it or not, film production. Uh, because uh, many of our students who have done film production at a later age have gone on to open their own businesses, videographers uh, for weddings, etc. That's also a very popular one. We usually have waiting lists for that. Uh, business management, if, if uh, a, a Zoomer has basically worked for someone else all their life and now they want to do something entrepreneurial and on their own, uh, but they really don't know where to start, they've never had a business, uh, that is another uh, very popular certificate. And what's becoming more and more popular is what we call curated education. In other words, um, giving the learner what they want and what they need. And what we've done at the Chang School is we've started a program called Experiential Learning Exchange where we offer one-on-one coaching. So you can, you can buy four hours of an expert's time, and I think opening a business is a good example, on how to open a business, what they should know, what are the taxes, what are, what are all the, uh, the business plans that they need to develop. You can, instead of taking a whole certificate or a whole course and and tying yourself up when all you really need is some specific information, uh, we offer those those coaching modules now. Because more and more, particularly the older uh, students say, you know, we, we don't necessarily need a whole course or a whole degree. We just need to know specific things. What can you do for us? And so uh, we started that program recently. Now, when people are studying for pleasure, mm-hmm. uh, what again, what are the most popular things? Is something like English literature? Uh, we've seen, say, an explosion of book clubs have become so popular. So does that spill over into academic study? Yes, it does, but others as well. Um, gardening, photography, landscape uh, architecture, which uh, in some cases I know has actually led to a job, uh, although they started because of interest. Um, so, again, and often it is something very different, seemingly different anyway, from what they did in their working life. Really? So they want to do something different, flower arrangement or something totally different uh, than uh, what they were doing. Now, a lot of these things sound a little um, not too academic to me. Well, there's a mixture. Uh, most of, it, 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 Over 80% of our courses, for example, are degree credit, so they're very academic. They've gone through that whole bureau, bureaucratic ordeal to become a university credit. But there are uh, 10 to 20% of our courses at any given time that are non-credit, and those are more uh, the skills-based or... Mm-hmm and or the uh, special interests. For example, we have a program called Caring Clowns. And believe it or not, people come and get trained to become a clown. They pay to do it, and, and then they volunteer in long-term care facilities with Alzheimer's patients. They want to give back. They, wanna, they want to make people laugh. Uh, and these are remarkable human beings that want to do this with their money and their spare time, but research done right here in our psychology department shows that it also benefits them, that they feel happier um, when they dress up as a clown and make uh, people that have very, very serious uh, illnesses laugh and be happy.
Mm-hmm. Um, music is also uh, very good for Alzheimer's patients. That's right, and our 50-plus program is starting a music program uh, as well. Uh, and so, again, um, um, you're right on. I mean, all of those areas are very important. And uh, other areas that are um, really uh, popular as well are... Um, you mentioned them, I believe, uh, literature courses. So being able to read and read for pleasure, and we have many that audit those courses. Uh, again, um, what are the impediments? I know that, uh, you know, some people are raring to go, but other people, you know, hesitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things that would keep people from doing this if they're interested? Well, I think it's daunting to think that you have to go back to school after maybe decades of not taking any courses. Uh, but if you go on um, campuses today, um, you will see people of all ages, right from 17 till 80 years old. So I think if they visit a campus and they see that they will not be uh, uniquely different, they, they, they will blend in. And, they're, and, it's a, and campuses now, depending on where you go to school, certainly in Toronto, are very diverse uh, and very interesting places. The second is um, things have changed, and, and uh, technology is very important. I know when I started teaching uh, a few years ago here at Ryerson, after 20 years of not teaching, it was daunting for me with the new technology to even teach and teach students that had their laptops open instead of looking at me. So, I mean, it is daunting. It, it, it is something to get used to, but then um, there's a lot of help. There are career uh, advisors at universities and colleges. There are um, student support services if there is something you you, uh, you need. I certainly used them when I first started working here after many years of being out of academia. And so um, I would say if they're interested, try it. Uh, and I think, well, from my experience here, most people come back. And over 90% of our students have come here at the Chang School because they want to learn a new skill. Uh, and if, if that's your motivation, continuing education is really the best way to do it. Okay. Dr. Marie Batroyani, thank you so much for that. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.